it's a reality for some people that the only animal they've ever come into contact with is their dog. That was actually the case for Brianna Bateman. She had not had a farm interaction until her 20s. It was actually her love for sustainable food and cute animals that drove her to agriculture and eventually led her to start a national sheep shearing business. She tells us about her journey from the suburbs to production agriculture. My parents are terrified of germs, so we did not go to farms growing up. We didn't spend any time with animals. I have a little dachshund, but that's the extent of my experience with livestock. But in college, I started out at UW-Madison, declared as a social work major. After my first year of college, I switched to environmental science. And through that, I started to make a lot of connections to the agricultural world. I started learning more about sustainable grazing management and just falling in love with the idea of sheep and alpacas specifically because they're really, really cute. And a lot of my professors were soil science professors involved in agriculture in some capacity. I started to think, wow, that would be really cool. But I also have no idea what I would like to do agriculturally because I don't really have a background in that. And I don't know if I have the grit to be a farmer. So after graduating, what I initially did is I worked for a backpacking company in the Northwoods, but it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. So my partner and I, we hit the road and went on a road trip out to the East Coast where we went woofing, uh, which if you're not familiar, is the Worldwide Organization of Organic Farmers. It's a network where you can work for a farmer for 30 hours a week in exchange for room and board. So I worked for a vegetable farmer up in Vermont for a couple of months. And when harvest season was over, I realized I wanted to keep working on farms. So we continued on our road trip and we ended up just trying to brainstorm ways that we could combine our love of traveling with agricultural services. Enter sheep, right? <laughs> sheep. Enter sheep. Um, and I had been obsessed with alpacas since I was a little kid. So I was like, how do I work with alpacas? And it just so happened that my partner had worked for a sheep shearer in 2019, but hadn't learned how to shear from that experience, had just kind of seen what it looks like. No experience, essentially, but you were able to get business. So so tell us how kind of those those first weeks went when you went out of state to start this venture. We started our company in 2021, right around peak pandemic, actually, and we were just pretty much working on a wing and a prayer when we went on Facebook and we went on the sheep and alpaca shearing pages and we just posted, we're coming to Florida, we are beginners and we want to learn and if you need us to shear for you, let us know. We're charging barely anything right now because we don't know what we're doing, but we do need to charge a little bit because we just spent all of our money on equipment and a bunch of people were really excited to have us specifically because they'd been having so much trouble finding shearers for the past few years because the shearing population in that part of the world is aging out. It's, uh, I think, the average year is 55 or older, which I think is kind of standard across the country right now. So they were just excited that young people wanted to learn. So they let us do it. And we scheduled, I think, 100 head of animals, uh, alpacas, llamas, and sheep over the course of our first week. And it almost killed us. (laughs) We were so sore after every single day, so exhausted. We were working like 
10 hours a day to shear these tiny little flocks of like 10 to 15 sheep but it was our very first time doing it beyond watching youtube videos and that couple of sheep that luke had sheared a few years ago so um, it was extremely difficult and it was a huge leap of faith because if we didn't make the shearing company work we had spent all of our money on equipment so we were like all right this has to work uh so we set up a couple of weeks of clients and after three weeks of having clients uh, we kept being able to add on clients through word of mouth of people saying oh well my neighbor has a flock that you could go shear and so three weeks of work turned into two months and then we ran out of work so we went back to Wisconsin but we kept getting calls and we had already at this point made our money back of, on the equipment that we had bought so we were like okay well that was fun now what next and we kept getting calls from people saying actually could you come back to Florida we need a shearer so we went back to Florida for a couple more months and then came back to Wisconsin and next spring we decided well that actually was kind of fun let's do it again <laughs> so yeah so two years later and it, it's been a success you still have your clients you still get to travel and you've even had to raise your rates yeah, oh, we've raised them a lot. Um, almost an embarrassing amount. We don't like to tell people in Wisconsin what we charge because uh, what we charge is pretty exorbitant here because the Southeast has a higher cost of living and we work on a lot of small scale uh, hobby farms. We are able to charge a higher amount, but also the cost of touring is really expensive. Mileage on your vehicle, staying in hotel rooms all the time. Um, now we're bringing on extra hired help to help with our scaling up of our clients so we do charge quite a bit more um but it's been really great so right now we have i think over 400 clients in 13 states we do shear in wisconsin so we shear a couple of very large farms specifically alpaca farms so we have a farm with 80 head of alpaca out in lacrosse for example um and a couple of different farms scattered around the state but we tried to not book too many clients in Wisconsin, both because our prices aren't super competitive here and also because we have full-time jobs at a nature center when we're not shearing and we try not to fill up every single weekend because we're still in our early 20s and want to have friends. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I thought it was amazing too. You're also a hoof trimmer, teeth trimmer. <laughs> Tell me about all of the all of the things that may surprise people when it comes to caring for these types of animals. There's also a large veterinary shortage in the country right now, specifically in the areas that we work in. A lot of people were really heavily impacted by uh, the pandemic and shutdown um, for various different reasons. And so uh, a lot of these basic services of administering vaccinations and dewormer, hoof care, teeth care that would have otherwise been taken care of by a vet are now too expensive for people to bring vets out or they're just services that they never would have brought a vet out. They would have done it themselves, but they're now no longer physically able to. They don't know how to do it. So we help administer certain types of vaccinations and dewormer. We do regular maintenance hoof care on herds of dairy goats on sheep alpacas llamas uh, we tried to do it on a zebu once and a deer and that was a terrible idea both times but the owners were begging us to try so we tried it didn't work so we don't do ferrying so we don't do cows or horses or donkeys but we do the smaller livestock and then alpacas and llamas both grow their teeth like rodents so they need to be dremeled down regularly they also have fighter teeth that are like fangs so it's important that we dremel those down because otherwise they might take out a prize 
it's done mail. <laughs> so yeah, it's really important for us to do that. We're talking with Brianna Bateman of River Song Shearing. I met her at the UW Arlington Sheep Unit where she has taken courses on sheep shearing in her off season. She says these classes have allowed her to fine tune her skills. So this has been the only formal education we've had and it's been extremely helpful. The instructors have been so attentive and really good at pointing out just these like minute changes that you can make to just be a little bit more efficient and a little bit safer with the animals, which we are so happy about because we're starting to book larger and larger sheep flocks and also we've never used drop shaft shearing equipment before and we've always wanted to and they had those here today and we were so excited because they're really really expensive pieces of equipment we don't know any other shearers who have them but we've had them recommended to us it was so exciting when we saw those hanging up when we walked into the barn it was like oh my gosh yay we finally get to try it before we buy it and spend thousands of dollars brianna bateman joining us she came to production agriculture with no prior farm experience and now provides essential animal services across the U.S. with River Song Shearing. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.